This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Bibles real quickly to John chapter 5 from verse 1 to 8 we'll be reading. I do love to read from the King James Version of the Bible. It's not in reference to anything. It's just where my foundation is from. Amen. It says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Verse 2 says, now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, house of mercy or house of grace, meaning having five porches. Verse 3, it says, in this lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. It says, for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water Stirred up the water, then whosoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Verse 5 says, Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he said, and knew he had already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made whole. And verse 7, this sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. It says, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. In Webster's Dictionary, it determines or it declares that wisdom and knowledge are a capacity to make, it says, to make due use of it. In Proverbs 4, verse 7, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Hallelujah. I'll stop there for a minute and just begin to lay some foundations. This morning, I've come to the understanding that I know nothing. (laughs) And as Pastor K said, we are young. I'm I'm young. I'm in my 20s. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. You may not see it, but I see it. I'm in my 20s. I'm in my 20s. That is not a lie because the Bible says God calls those things that are not as though they were. So I am calling those things right now. But I've realized that there's something that's very important to a stage where even it almost stands as close to prayer. That's wisdom. Because a lot of issues we have, even as the scripture says, it says people perish for lack of wisdom or for lack of knowledge. And so sometimes the reasons why we are where we are is because we lack the opportunity to walk in wisdom. The reasons you are where you are today is because, (laughs) for one, lack of us walking in wisdom. 
We've learned things in a particular way, and we think because we've learned it that way, that happens to be the only way that things can be done. And so for so long in our lives, we've led this life dealing with these issues or dealing with things of our life based on the capacity of wisdom that we have. And so we don't see the changes that we need to see. Am I speaking to someone this morning? So knowledge is important because the scripture, although we know in the book of Proverbs, it gives so much emphasis on Proverbs and so much reasoning behind wisdom. In 1, Proverbs 1, verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Hallelujah. It says, But fools despise wisdom and instructions. Some of the reasons why we have or why we are at the place we are is based on certain things. We have allowed our environments to rule us. We declare that because in Salvation Army, when we come in, there's this expectation of how the songs are going to go. So sometimes we wouldn't come in until when the service or the worship service has started. Or sometimes maybe in churches, maybe you go to church and you look at everything and say, okay, well, this is going to be done. This is going to be done. So I'll come in at about this time when I know so much of all the other things have been done. Not realizing that all the other things are a compartment and a part and parcel of what ministration is about. Because if you miss the beginning when the open prayer starts, you've almost missed out on the expectations that God is presenting to you. So when you come to this environment for you to now receive from God, you are lacking something that triggers you. So when the worship comes, you are open to receive the experience of God. Am I speaking to someone this morning? Please bear with me. I'm the kind of person I like to fly. You know how when the plane is looking for how to land? And it's flying in the I like to fly in the air a little bit. So that when we land, every one of us will understand what's been said. So we are a sum of our relationships. The kind of people you hang around. The kind of people who minister to your life. The kind of people who say things that are negative, that don't give you an opportunity to excel. We are a sum of those things. We are a sum of what we read. Some of us go into different things, and when we read different things, they don't have the capacity to elevate or to bring us. All they do is strifle our work with God. We look so much more on what we cannot do as opposed to looking to what we can do. Bible says that there's nothing impossible with God. Sometimes even what you think can be a, a, a prison that holds you bound. You are thinking, the first thing you think, oh, in my father's house, None of us do this. Or the only person that did this in my father's house was my great, 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 great grandfather. And you can't even calculate or even assimilate it in your mind to think that there's a possibility of even a milli, 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 centi, centi, centi second that there's a possibility that that can open up for me. So this morning, there are certain things we have to understand is that wisdom is important. In the book of Genesis, when God was writing the scriptures, he began to call <laughs> Moses and brought him. So Moses came at a different time to begin to see what God had written because Moses wasn't there when the Bible was being written. I and mean, when God had created the heavens and the earth. 
So the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God did all the creations of everything. But there was something that was so phenomenal that every single point in time when I read or hear it, it moves me to begin to understand that there's something inside of me that God wants to pull out. Amen? And so God says, let there be light. As simple as that statement is, it carries so much power. Because God did not create light. God brought light out of himself. Does it make sense? God brought light out of himself. Because when he spoke and said, let there be light, his speaking was he was bringing out of himself, himself. So God presented himself to us out of himself. If you catch that, it will change your perspective. There are certain things that are inside of us that God expects for us to bring out. And the only way you will bring it out is if you speak it. Some of us have held our foundations or the expectations of our lives by holding, instead of speaking, to say, you know what, I can be great. Do you realize that if you are not a, even as a naturalized person in this country, do you know you can at least be a governor? at least a governor of any state in the United States of America. So the opportunities are open to us. And the first thing you begin to say, oh, I don't speak English well. I don't sound a nigger. It's English. You need a dictionary, sometimes dictionary to understand what he was saying. He became the, pres the governor of one of the biggest uh, 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 states, California. You barely would need someone to translate for you what Arnold Schwarzenegger is saying. Because when he says, help, help, please help, help. You're like, what's this guy saying? But this guy was the governor of California. So we limit ourselves by how we think, the things we think about, and how we project these words. Because it's important that we make sure we are projecting these words well. So God speaks light out of himself. And as he does it, he wasn't waiting, oh, let's go and create light. So in you, there is light. Because in, remember, in the book of John, God says that in you is the life. And the life is the light of man. So when you begin to put those scriptures together, it becomes light. It becomes essence in you. So that means that you are the possibilities of what Christ wants for you to be. I don't know if I'm making sense this morning, but I don't want to belabor all these things or belating it or beat it to, 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 to where it, 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 it's almost dead. But I've walked this face of the earth for a few years, and I've come to that understanding. So when I pray, I don't just enter into a place of prayer. I seek wisdom first. So when I pray, I don't need to spend the same amount of time that I used to pray when I was young. <laughs> I get answers and results quicker. Because I'm praying with understanding. I'm praying because I've already entered into that place where I'm saying, God, what is it that you are seeking in this time and in this season? 
I've even shifted from my own personal things that I want to begin to allow God to begin to shift and move me to what he wants. Because what God wants for me is better than anything I can want for myself. Better. Trust me, I love God. There's no question about that. I told some people sometimes, I said, at this point of my walk in God, if Christ himself was to come today and stand and say, I was only joking, I did die on the cross. I tell him, no, I don't believe you. <laughs> because I've gone way beyond that. I believe God solely and totally. Because I've seen what God can do by the spoken word. I've seen things change by the spoken word. I've sat down in environments where God speaks to me. I hear him clearly. He gives me names. And I speak those names, and those names are there. And it's not even environments like church. I think I shared this story with my wife. At a point in time, I used to work in a place it's, um, in downtown Dallas before we moved to Atlanta, before I moved to Atlanta. And we, we, you know, every morning we'd go down to the basement of the car park and we'd have prayer before we went up to work. And before I went down, God told me about this lady called Jackie. He said Jackie was going to be downstairs and that Jackie was going to have these issues and this and this and that was going on in Jackie's life. I said, Jackie, I said, we are at work now. I'll, I'll be calling Jackie's name and then. So we went down and we prayed. And immediately after prayer started, we said, let's hold our hands and let's just. And I said, please, can we just wait for a moment? Is there a Jackie here? And this lady looked around and said, yes, that's me. Remember, this is not Churchill. This is at work in the car park in the basement. I said, Jackie, she said, yes, I'm Jackie. I said, God asked me to tell you this, that you're having problems. This lady, she just started weeping. She was crying. She was filled with tears. So what am I saying to us this morning? Is that there's a capacity inside of you. And the only way you can operate in it is through wisdom. It's not how many hours you shabak with shabak. But trust me, when you begin to get into a place where you are shabaking and you are told and you are doing all of that, if you do it from a place of wisdom, ah, hey, hey, hey. Heavens will align because of you. Things will shift in the spirit because of you. Pastor K will tell you, I mean, we saw things move in the city of Ibadan. Things were moving. There was so much quaking and shaking because we moved into town. The first day I got into Ibadan, you know, normally, you know, we just would like to clear the atmosphere. And I prayed all night. In the morning, the chairman of the association of where we lived came and told our landlord that these people are making noise. <laughs> and these people are making noise. And all we were doing was praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. <laughs> we shook that environment because we were just praying in the spirit. We shook it because we were praying, and it wasn't just only in the spiritual realm. It had to occur that the focus of our shifting had also percepted itself in the physical. Today, wisdom is important. How do you grab on wisdom? Seek the face of God. Seek the face of God. 
Now, I'm going to go to our story that we used as a backdrop. And I'm going to use that this morning to begin to share some few things and open up some few things for you this morning. One, in the scripture that we read in John chapter 5 and verse 1, the Bible says that there was a man, 38 years, he had an infirmity. And the questionable thing about it was this man was lying at the pool of Bethesda. I don't know, maybe if it was 31 years that he started laying there, or I mean 31 years before, but from what the scripture says that he had been laying there 30-something years. Meaning he had been going through everything he had been going through for 30, every single morning he woke up. I don't know if they brought him there in the morning and took him up at night, but regardless of how far and extent the story was, we know that this man was there waiting. Waiting on God showing up. This shows a lot of persistence. And sometimes for us as Christians, we come to church one Sunday, we say, Pastor, pray for me. And then Pastor prays, and then nothing happens. And I don't think there's anything happening here. And then you begin to try to put things together on your own, not realizing that sometimes God wants, for you, God wants to see how persistent you are with what you are looking for. The scripture gives us a story about the man who came in and came to meet his neighbor and was asking his neighbor for bread. He kept asking, and this neighbor said, this man is going to trouble me. He gave him bread. He gave him the sink. He gave him the kitchen. He gave him everything because he knew that if I don't give this guy bread and everything else, maybe he may come back later and start asking me for stuff. So at least we've given him butter, bread, jam, name it, we've given it to him. And sometimes that's what God wants. God wants to see the intent of your heart. God wants to see that if this is just something that you just want for a moment, because the truth about everything we have in our lives, some of it is out of lust. We don't need it. We don't need it. And so he steps into this environment. And Jesus asks him. But this man was persistent. He was there every single day for 38 years. And in my mind, I had questioned and, you know, I had preached about this on several occasions before. But I'm looking at it from a different perspective today because I question in my mind that couldn't you have rolled over? <laughs> Even if you couldn't get up, could you just roll over? Or couldn't you have just been in the pool every day? So that when you are in the pool, if the pool starts begins to shake, you are already in the pool. So you don't need a man. But this man was persistent. Even when Jesus came to meet him, he knew what he wanted. He didn't ask for two men. He didn't ask for two women. He didn't ask for a stroller. He says, I need one man. His story never changed. Today they ask you, what do you want for your birthday present? It may be a green uh, car today. Tomorrow it is changes blue. The next after that is orange. It's like, can't you make up your mind what color car you want? They ask you, what car do you want for a birthday present? You say, well, uh, I think a, a, a Volkswagen would be good. And then they ask you tomorrow, the car has changed again. It's not a, 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 a Jetta or a Toyota. But this man was persistent. He knew and he kept his focus on what he wanted. I need a man. I don't need money. I need a man. Hallelujah. The other thing that this man did 
was that he kept the story simple. He didn't go on to start telling Jesus, ah, it was one day when I was growing up, my auntie and my uncle decided that they wanted to go somewhere, and I said I wanted to follow them, and as I was following them, running down, I now fell, I broke my back, I could he, didn't, he kept the story simple. <laughs> I remember one breakfast meeting we went to, <laughs> and this man, they said, okay, tell us a story about yourself, we're talking about now, and blah, blah, blah. And this man started the story. He says, uh, well, I was nine years old. And this man is 60. I'm like, when, when is this guy going to finish? If we are starting at nine. <laughs> we have to keep our story simple. Because wherever you are, God already knows about you. He knows your history. He knows your genealogy. He knows your DNA. He knows your location. He knows where you're coming from. He knows what you did, what you didn't do. He understands everything. Keep it simple. God, this is me. I have these issues. These issues I have, they've been persistent. They've been happening in all my life. Even when I try to tell the truth, I lie. <laughs> Even in the process of telling the truth, I'm still lying. God, help me with lying. Am I speaking to someone this morning? I believe God wants to help us move to the next level. So this is not a chastisement or a bill. No, 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 no. Trust me, when I understood this principle of operating in wisdom, it changed my life around. Changed me around. So if someone has $10 billion, I'm not bothered by it. Mine is coming. And even if it doesn't come, God knows that I don't need it. <laughs> Honestly speaking, he knows I don't need it. I'm not in competition with anybody. Nobody. I'm here to walk with God. Because at the end of the day, when I stand before God, the question is, did he do it right? The question is, did you walk in what I expected for you to walk in? It could be one person that God wants for me to minister to change that person's life. And that one person starts a ministry and starts ministries over and over and all of the entire world. But when it comes to be spoken, I had spoken into that person's life and it changed a nation. So I am also a part and parcel of building for ministry for God. Hallelujah. So I don't know what it is that you're going through this morning. I don't know what things that you need God to help you out in right now as we're seated. But this is your moment where you can begin to speak to God. It's that moment where you can begin to say, God, I've done things in my own power. But now, my decision today this has to be a defining moment for somebody. It may not be for all. It may be just one person. And that one person can be that person today that takes that step. To say, God, you know what? I've made that decision right now. I wasn't serious with you before, but today, 
because of all that I'm hearing today, I choose to walk in wisdom. As we bow our heads and close our eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Father, today we want to thank you, Father, for this opportunity, oh God. I thank you, Father, for everyone that's under the grace and the anointing of my voice. I thank you, Father, because you are releasing each and every one of us, even today, oh God, to enter yet into a new place where the things that you've spoken concerning us begin to come to pass, oh God. I thank you, Father, because I ask, oh God, that even as you are doing what you're doing, oh God, that there's a hastening right now in every heart and every spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for that person with that back pain right now. I believe that, Father, you are healing that person in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jehovah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can I have the keyboardist just play a few, just for a few minutes? Thank you, Jesus. I want us just in reverence for those of us in the house this morning. Let's just bow our heads. Let's close our eyes because there's some few things I'm going to be speaking this morning. And, and if, if that's you, you don't have to come out. Just lift up your hands real fast and put it there. We talked about someone having a back pain in the house this morning. If you're back, you have a back pain right now, just lift up your hand and put it right down. Real quick. Real quick. Back pain. Thank you. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down real quick. Put it down. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's someone in this place even this morning, right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. As someone right now who is in transition of their life, they're willing and thinking about going back. It's a going back to something. I don't know if it's a job, but, but, but right now you're thinking of going back. You're tired of where you are. It seems as if you're at a standstill. You can't move forward. And the decision you've made is that you said, you know what? If I can't go forward, I I'm going back right now. I'm tired. I'm done. I'm done. If that's you this morning, just lift up your hands real quick and put it right down. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As someone in this house this morning, I don't know, maybe you have a young child or you know of someone who's close to you, a relative or something, who has some kind of speech issues. Speech. The expectation is the person is supposed to be speaking fluently, but for some strange reason, that person isn't speaking now. If you're, if you're here, please lift up your hands and put it right down. Lift it up real quick. Hallelujah. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Father, we want to thank you right now. For sake of time, I don't want to, to go into this, but we're just going to give a generality of any issues that are in this house. I don't care whatever it is. I don't care. Whatsoever it is that's in your life right now that you feel is a hindrance from you moving to the next step of God for your life. I want for you to begin to call it out. You don't need to speak it out, but call it out in your heart and begin to lift it up to God right now. Right now. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning, oh God. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to speak to your children, oh God. Thank you, Father, for the words that delivers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for salvation, oh God. Thank you, Father, for release. And thank you, Father, for the opportunity to excel. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for forward movement in the house even this morning. I speak that everyone that's lifted up their voices even unto you this morning, oh God, and called out whatsoever it is that they're dealing with in their lives right now. That, Father, you are sending your healing spirit, oh God. Your healing spirit, oh God, is moving, oh God, in this auditorium even this morning, oh God. And it's touching every life in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we declare, hallelujah, that when we gather yet once again, we'll have testimonies of that which you've done in this house and in our lives, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. It shall be permanent in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we just rise up to our feet? We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.